0: It's been um, a joy sharing with you the ministries of Jesus from Luke, the fourth chapter. Go ahead and turn over there, if you would, Luke four. And uh, we've talked about his saving ministry. He preached the good news. He said he was anointed. Last week was Pentecost Sunday. We talked about the anointing that was part of his ministry and that you have an anointing. One of the things about this series is to get us to look at the pattern and the example of Christ because under the anointing, as a man, anointed by the Holy Spirit, he was demonstrating to us the ministry that we would continue on the earth and in the earth as anointed men and women of God. Amen? Amen. And we don't have to work to earn the anointing, praise God. It was a gift bestowed upon us when we believed and by 1 John 2, 20 and 27, you have an anointing. Amen. 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 Come on. And Daddy Hagin said when he was asked, can you lose it? He said, no, he didn't say in the scripture that he came to uh, visit or that he'd be here for a week or two. He said he came to stay. Yeah. And he dwells, amen, and abides. So let's read Luke 4:18. And this morning we're going to look at the healing ministry of Jesus. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the gospel to the poor. There's his saving ministry. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. There's his mending that we talked about in week two. To proclaim liberty to the captives. We're going to talk about freedom next week. And the recovery of sight to the blind. That's healing. We're going to talk about that this morning. It's interesting that the recovery of sight to the blind is not in the Old Testament passage of Isaiah 61. That's what Jesus was reading from. If you read the context of Luke 4, he was handed the scroll in the synagogue. The scripture said he had already been teaching and preaching in the synagogues. So this wasn't his first sermon. I mean, it says in the verses prior to that he had already been in the synagogues. But this is his first recorded sermon that we get uh, insight into. And he reads from Isaiah 61. He finds that passage. But he, this passage, recovery of sight to the blind, is not in Isaiah 61. Interesting uh, that Jesus, the Word himself, uh, who inspired the writings of the Scriptures by his Spirit, would add to the Scripture. Elcott's commentary says that the blindness here is that those who have been imprisoned were blinded by the law to see Christ. Barnes' commentary points out that the recovery of sight to the blind often was literally fulfilled when Jesus touched blind eyes. You can find that in Matthew 9, John 9, Matthew 11, various places where he touched and opened up Blind eyes, healing people. The earlier manuscripts of Isaiah 61 say it this way. And the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Jesus takes that opening of the prison to them that are bound and he says it is the recovery of sight to the blind. Now, it's been my experience Maybe not been yours, but it's been my experience and my understanding that as Jesus read here from Isaiah 61, which is a prophecy about the Messiah, he is implying that he indeed himself is the Messiah. I mean, if my dad would say it this way, Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, could see that. He is proclaiming as he reads this, I am the one who this is speaking of. And he's describing the work that he would do on the earth under the anointing of Holy Spirit as a man. If he did these things as deity, then it's not a pattern for us, but he did them as a man anointed, to show us the pattern and the example of what we should be doing in the earth. And that is to both open the prison doors to those that are in bondage to the law and open the eyes of the physically blind. We still, He gave a commission and that commission was that you have power and authority to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, Amen. gain their sight back. Amen. The hermeneutic here, that's a big word, that just means interpretation, of Luke 4.18 is that Jesus is the Son of God, Amen. the Messiah. The application, however, is that in this image of recovery of sight to the blind, that it is healing and it's twofold. You ready? Twofold. Spiritually, it's opening the eyes of those who have walked in darkness and need to see the light of God through Jesus the Son because he said, my words are light and they are life. But if we put people in bondage, we are literally blinding them to see Christ. And as the song said... he's revealed to us and he is revealed to us, then we see a reflection of ourselves. And the second part of that is a physical touch to the body, a healing. Not just the blind eyes opening, but any healing that needs to take place. Healing, according to Mark the 7th chapter, verse 27, is the children's bread. If I have any children of God in the house this morning, would you just lift your hand up and acknowledge that you believe that you are a child of God? So healing is your portion. It is yours to take hold of. How many of you believe the Lord never changes? Amen. That his purposes and his ways remain consistent? Yes. They remain consistent throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. You can see healings taking place in the Old Testament, right? Right? You can see healings taking place in the New Testament, right? Is he consistent with that today? Does he remain the same? Unfortunately, there are groups of people in Christendom that believe that they have all ceased. They call it cessationism. And it's a Christian theology, and I would uh, be hesitant to use the the, uh, theological term Christian as a description of these people because their view is that the miraculous gifts of the spirit such as healing, tongues, prophetic revelation and anything pertaining to the gifts of the spirit were only for the apostolic era and that they served a purpose that was unique to establish the early church but that they ceased to operate before the canon of scripture. There are large groups of people that believe that these things do not exist. I'm not one of those. Uh, I cannot even pronounce the next word, but it means continuing. It's the view that the miraculous gifts are normal in the life of the believer. And that they have not ceased and they are available for the believer today. Well, it's Christ's ministry while he was on the earth included these things and his ministry through his body continues to operate in the ministry of healing today. I am of the persuasion and I teach here at Grace Life that healing, signs, wonders, and miracles are still available and that they are just as much a part of the good news as forgiveness is. I'm not making light of forgiveness. I'm just saying that signs, wonders, miracles, prophetic revelation, and healings are just as much a part of the good news as forgiveness in is. How many of you have ever experienced a physical healing in your body? You know beyond a shadow of doubt. I don't care if it was the common cold or it was cancer. God, you know that God touched your body. Amen. In the healing ministry of Christ, let look quickly at his purpose. His purpose was, and his purpose is, that he loves mankind. He loves you. He does not want to see you sick, suffering in your body. Lisa and I were talking last night. We, We are big proponents of, and we believe that God wants you to enjoy life. Here and now that you can have an abundant life, fruitful, multiplying, having dominion here in this region, this realm right now where we live. The kingdom is in operation. Hard to enjoy life when you're sick. Hard to enjoy life when you've got pain in your body. It's hard to enjoy life when you have loved ones that you have to care for that are sick. So, I don't want to get ahead of myself. He loves you. He wants you to enjoy life, and one of the purposes for healing is for you to enjoy life because he loves you. And the second purpose that I see is that it was for Jesus as a man to demonstrate that he was the Son of God and the Messiah. And he still demonstrates that to people through us, the body of Christ, to believers and non-believers alike. Now, his priority, his main focus was forgiveness by the healing of the heart with a secondary focus and priority of healing the body. Heart, spiritual man, whole well healed, body, which soul and body, those are healings of the mind and a healing of the body. And then the present activity, as we've stated, is that he is still healing. He's still answering our prayers about our health issues and our health concerns. And he's never stopped performing miracles. I know there are a couple of doctors in the house today. God uses doctors, medical science, to assist in healing. And we are not telling you not to go to the doctor. By any means, we're not saying that. I don't understand why some people are healed instantly. I've experienced it. I've seen it. I don't understand why people, some people get healed progressively. They, they get better as they do what the doctors tell them to do. They have a surgery or they're taking medications and they progressively are getting better as the Lord touches their bodies. I don't understand why some people are still waiting on the manifestation of their healing. Whether it's been 12 weeks, 12 months, or 12 years, and you're waiting for a healing in—I—I I, I don't know. I can't explain that. If it was based on how good you are, my mom should have been healed. Amen. I mean, if it's really—if it's the how good a person is—I don't know anybody that lived that. She didn't say a harsh word that I heard about anybody. She didn't criticize people. She loved people. She was giving. I mean, my dad came home one night and didn't have a bed. Man stood up in church and testified, thank God for my new bed. Dad's rejoicing with him. We get home, my mom said, that was our bed. <laughs> you know, so if anybody deserved based upon their goodness, my mom should have been healed. I don't understand it. I can't explain it. But I know God heals. I'm not going to stop praying for healing. I'm not going to stop believing and declaring that you are whole well healed in your body, in my body. So our response then whenever we experience illness, sickness, or disease, our first thought should be to ask the Lord how he wants us to proceed. What do you want me to do, Lord? How should I proceed in this? You know, there may be some things that he tells us to stop doing for healing's sake. You know, um, if you've been diagnosed uh, with certain ailments in your body, uh, I hear a lot nowadays about certain foods you should eat and that you shouldn't eat. Listen to the Holy Spirit, combine that with what your doctor tells you to do, and God, you can begin to see things happen in your body. I mean, you can take medications. But if you're still eating all of the things that were causing you to need to take the medications to begin with, the medication probably is going to be delayed. There might be some habits that he tells us to break. But see, all I'm trying to say is that as we listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, that should be our first go-to. I remember Mary had a bike wreck when she was little, blood everywhere. The lip was bleeding and I'm a new dad and I'm freaking out and we're taking her to the emergency room but on the way to the emergency room we're praying and pleading the blood and thanking God that he's touching her and healing her. So our first response is to go to the Lord in prayer and believing but we also are going to take her to the hospital, right? right. right. I mean, yesterday Kathy's having physical symptoms in her body a little bit incoherent. We're not, you know, yeah, we lay hands on, we pray, we anoint, but we're just... There are groups of people that deny that those things, that you don't have any sicknesses in your body. And then children have died because they don't seek out medical attention, which is just general wisdom that God gives to us. The goal is to be so Christ conscious to realize the one who saved us is also walking with us through our illnesses and sicknesses. I like Exodus 15 verse 26. The Lord says, for I am. You see that right there? He's the I am. For I am the Lord that heals you. I know that's Exodus, but we see him actually performing those healings in the New Testament, and then we actually have seen them with our own eyes and experienced them in today. (laughs) I am the Lord, present tense, who still heals today the great physician, the healer. Galatians 3.13, look at the screen on this. I mean, we need to discuss this a little bit. Paul's telling the church at Galatia that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us because it was written over in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. It was written in Deuteronomy. do yeah. Slow down. For it was written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Now under the Old Covenant, if you would go over to Deuteronomy, I believe it's 28. You don't have to turn there. Do this later on your own time. Deuteronomy 28 verses 15 through 68 is a long list of the curses that would come upon the children of Israel. And they said amen to every one of them. In other words, they said so be it. So they were willing to believe the negative report of a curse. But then he goes into the blessings. You'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the country. You'll be blessed in your coming. You'll be blessed in your going. You'll be, the blessing will overtake you. It's all around you. It's around. No amens. Read it for yourself. We say amen to the blessing. But there's no amen there. But the curse... Part of that curse was the sicknesses and diseases would come upon you for doing and not doing certain things. Can I tell you that under the New Testament, somebody help me, that Christ has redeemed you from the curse. In other words, there is no curse on you. And sickness, the devil does not have the power, the authority, or the ability to put sickness on you. It's not in his... Power to do that. Matter of fact, he's been stripped of all of his power. According to Galatians, he was paraded around, derobed, deranked, and disarmed. No weapons. And if one was formed against you, it shall not prosper. But he's powerless. He can't put sickness on you, so don't blame the devil. And you can't blame a curse because we've been redeemed from the curse and one drop of the blood from the sweat of his brow reversed the curse of the earth. So why are we sick? I don't know. Bacterias, things in the earth, things that we eat, I I, I don't know. We've got so many synthetic things out there now that we put into our bodies that cause sicknesses. Um, I I don't know. I'm not a scientist, I don't know, but I know that we have symptoms in our bodies Dr. Lynn Howes, our friend, has written a book and he's preached many times and he's shown us that the curse of sickness and disease that disqualified people from entering into the temple with the presence of the Lord, that Jesus healed every one of them in the new covenant. For instance, one of them was that if you were hunchbacked, you couldn't enter into the temple. You were disqualified. That's what Deuteronomy said. But Jesus heals a woman I believe it's in John the 18th chapter who had a sickness and infirmity for 18 years and she was bent over. And Jesus heals her, calls her daughter and he shows that everyone has access and is qualified into the presence of the Lord. So the curse has been reversed. There is no more curse because of the blood of Jesus. So as far as the father is concerned, the issue of your healing has been settled. It's a done deal. It's a finished work. There's nothing left for him to do. Healing belongs to us, in, by, and through the stripes that were beaten on Jesus' back. Is this helping anybody? Are yeah. you getting any encouragement? That healing is the children's bread. Um, you must believe that it's yours and take hold of it. Recently, someone told me that they didn't want any more prayer over a certain situation in their body because they hadn't been healed yet. Okay, Bill Johnson says that it's a prayer of unbelief to pray, Father, if it be your will, would you heal? That's a prayer of unbelief. Why? Because it is the Father's will. For you, and not only is it His will, He's already made provision. Amen. So, and I would encourage you, and this is what I'm going to start saying to myself I'm going to pursue healing based upon provision. Yes. I'm not asking God to do something that He's never done before, I'm not asking Him to perform. Uh, work he's already accomplished settled it's, it's settled for him Jesus finished the work the stripes have already been we're not sending him back to the whipping post asking him to take another beating for us to be healed so I'm pursuing my healing based upon the provision that Jesus has already made healing get a hold of this is an aspect of the kingdom of God which is a present reality I believe our Father wants us to enjoy life on the planet. Matter of fact, he said that as your days on earth would be as the days of heaven. Do you know that there's no sickness in heaven? There's no disease in heaven. There's no pain, there's no arthritis, there's no diabetes, there's no pancreatitis. There, just name anything. That, there's no. As the days of heaven on earth. Walking with him in the garden. Jesus said that he came to heal us spiritually. Opening our eyes to truth and light. He came to heal our souls. That's our mind, will, and emotions. Some people need healed in their mind and in their emotions. And in our body. The physical sicknesses and diseases would be healed. Now, sometimes forgiveness needs to take place. Other times, Holy Spirit gives directives. About how and what to do. Mentioned that a second ago. Sometimes, watch this one, there is an action that is needed for faith to be illustrated. Now look at the screen. These are not formulas. This is being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. See, one time Jesus went up to a guy and he stuck his fingers in a deaf man's ears and said, be healed, and he took him out, and he was healed. What we do in the Western culture, now we have the first church of the the finger-in-the-ears ministry. And we stick our finger in everybody's ears. That's a formula. Uh, I don't want to go to the first church of spit in my eye. Jesus, one time he spits in the dirt and makes mud cakes and puts it in his eyes, and another time he spits right in the man's eyes. Those, but if we try to duplicate and copy those things, for, to get, we're performing to try to get a certain response. When the response is already dealt with, we're just oh, being sensitive to what the Holy Spirit wants us to do and how He wants us to do that. And those aren't works, we're just walking in the Spirit. It's about relationship, it's not about a rule or a formula, it's about a relationship. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you about you. Okay, Sometimes he will talk to you about me and me about you, but most of the time he's going to talk to you about you. And when he does talk to you about you, there may be some directives. One time he told a man, go wash in the pool of shalom. That's a directive. And then there was an action to illustrate faith. Learn to listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit. This goes for those who are needing healing and for those who are praying for those that need healing because faith plays a role. Yes, it does. Jesus honors faith when he sees it. He saw their faith in Mark 2. Lisa calls it her four crazy friends that carried their, this paralytic manda. He saw their faith. What did he do first? Told the man that his sins were forgiven. He first, priority, he touched the man's heart, then he told him that he was healed. Get up off the mat. He told the centurion in Matthew eight, "You haven't seen such. I haven't seen great, such great faith in all of Israel." Then he says in Matthew nine to the two blind men, "Be it unto you according to your faith." It's cruel to tell someone that they weren't healed because of they didn't have enough faith that's cruel according to James the 5th chapter it's the prayer of faith that heals the sick our father is the healer Jesus made the provision and the Holy Spirit activates the gift don't stop believing that's my encouragement for you today don't stop believing. If you're believing for your own healing, you're believing for the healing of others, don't stop believing. Jennifer, if you'd come. I love Mark, the ninth chapter. Jesus is talking to a friend, to a father who has a son who's ill. And he's wondering, said, the disciples have laid hands on him. This one's tried to pray for him. We've tried to do this, but he still has this ailment in his body. And Jesus says, if you can only believe... All things are possible to him who believes. I love the immediate response in verse 24 of this father, this man. He says, Father, or Jesus, I believe. Help my unbelief. Maybe that's your prayer today. I believe. Lord, help me in the areas of my unbelief. Let me ask you today, do you believe that Jesus loves you? Do you believe that he died for you? And that the Father allowed Him to take the stripes on His back so that we could be healed. He wants to heal you. Jesus was anointed. You have an anointing. It's powerful. It's authoritative. And we don't need to beg and plead God for healing. We simply need to declare and decree. Stand on God's word. I quoted it during worship here. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives me of all of my sins, trespasses, and iniquities, and who heals me of all of my diseases. Stand on that. Here's the difficult one. Don't let the symptoms talk you out of your healing. Because if we allow the symptoms to talk to us, the symptoms will talk us out of walking in divine healing and health. Let go of doubt, and here it is if we can get it back on the screen, only believe. I asked Lisa last night, what what should we say? What should I be telling people when it comes to healing? And the first thing that came out of her mouth, don't stop believing keep on believing I've experienced enough healing in my own body I've witnessed enough healing with my eyes for other people we're not going to stop believing I know it's difficult and I don't have the answers about why and how all I can do is continue to seek the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to direct us when it comes to our healing. You know, there's changes sometimes that have to be made. But when those changes are made, we don't stop believing. I don't... This to me is just beyond the God that I serve. That He would say, Oh, I'm just going to make them suffer a bit longer. To make them learn make them learn a lesson. I mean... That's evil and that's not, my, that's not my father. That's not the way he treats his children. He wants to give good gifts. I mean, me being evil, how much do I want to give good gifts to my children? How much more does your father in heaven want to give you good gifts? If, if you'd stand this morning, I, I believe there's prayer requests that have come through on our prayer line. There may be some people that have put prayer requests on the live broadcast today. I know there are people at home this morning that have illnesses and sicknesses in the body. Some of you have even told me what's going on and we're believing with you. Thankful for some of you that we've been standing with that God has given good reports this week. Amen? And we're going to continue to believe for those good reports as that they will continue to manifest. But I believe that there's a time All I can do is make the invitation to tell you that if you're sick in your body or your mind or your emotions, call for the elders of the church this morning. Let them anoint you with oil. Let's pray the prayer of faith. You know what? In the Passion Translation in James 5.15 where it says to pray the prayer of faith, that phrase right there means to claim by faith. We're going to claim by faith this morning. Because we believe that Father is still concerned about your health issues and we're going to believe with you today. If Jennifer, if you just begin to play and sing and as you respond, we're going to anoint you with oil. We're going to pray with you this morning. The prayer of faith. You're going to walk out, heal and hold in Jesus' name.